18. The Coyote Much has been written about the Western Indian and his view about the coyote. Stories about the coyote as a trickster are many, and have been collected by anthropologists. The stories are accurately recorded, and it is true that there is much in them about the cleverness of the coyote and the tricks he played. All the same, the emphasis is, I believe, rather faulty. There is no question that the coyote is clever. He has not only survived and increased, but has spread all over the continental United States. He exists now in greater numbers than ever before, whereas his cousin, the wolf, has not so flourished. A very remarkable and superior Indian woman, Annie Pryor, lived not too far away from me. An aged person, but still attractive and commanding in appearance, she told me that coyotes would kill and eat her chickens on her doorstep. If she tried to drive them off, they would move a few yards away and continue their meal. Only the sight of a gun, and the knowledge that this person could use it, would make a coyote disappear. Shortly after arriving at Hawaii, I saw an attempt made to control the coyotes, which had become very numerous and bold. The means devised to kill off the coyotes was clever. Men wearing rubber gloves prepared poisoned meat that was loaded onto an airplane and dropped all over the reservation in isolated places. Just as no human hand had touched the meat, no human tracks led to its landing spot on the ground. It was a clever plan. There were dead coyotes everywhere. But this trick never worked again, and the coyotes were soon as thick as ever. The older Indians' reaction to this was one of both delight and concern. They were concerned because the coyotes would sometimes kill old cabin cows and their young. They were delighted because, once again, the coyote had tricked men. This time, the clever white man who had believed that a solution to the coyote problem had been found. Now we come to the coyote's meaning to these older Indians. The coyote was clearly both a troublesome predator and a source of delight. The reason for this was that the coyote is a remarkable survivor in the face of everything. In the 1960s and 1970s, I found that the coyote had invaded Los Angeles. He could be found around the University of California at Los Angeles, in the Westwood area. The coyote would feast on the cats and dogs in the neighborhood, as well as mice and rats. His boldness was startling. Winters were a time of hunger for men and animals. By late winter, many deer elk and other animals, including some predators, were very hungry. The cold and snow took their toll, and the burning away of fat in the struggle to survive weakened one and all. Except the coyote. The coyote was sleek and fat. He fed on mice and pack rats, and also on the weak, large animals, as they became unable to withstand predators. Only once did I ever see a mangy and skinny coyote, and that was a very old one. Normally, the coyotes are in excellent condition. Indian life in the old days was a continuing struggle for survival. A constant supply of food was urgently needed, and not readily come by. Hunting and food gathering took up most of the people's time, and their winters were grim ones. The coyote flourishes in the winter precisely because other animals grow weaker. It is his opportunity to kill more easily and to live well. His various devices in hunting game that was normally too big or strong for him was thus a delight to the Indian. The coyote had mastered the art of survival. The stories told about him as a trickster simply celebrate the coyote as a survivor. Once the old Indian life was gone, the stories endured, but the coyote's survival skills no longer won the same appreciation. I can recall the appreciation with which the older Indians described the winter hunting ways of coyotes. They relished the animal's skill, and the Indians, as longtime survivors, easily identified with the coyote. Among the Indians of Nevada and California, the coyote was, in a way, a primeval god, the animal out of which mankind developed. On the other hand, some Navajos held that evil men became coyotes when they died. The coyote was said by some to be the giver of fire to men. Others saw the coyote as man's creator. 
Still others viewed him as an appealing devil, an enemy of the creator. The depictions of the coyote vary, but they have in common the fact that he is a trickster and a survivor. This brings us to a problem where the modern Indian is concerned. The older Indians I knew, some of whom could still recall pre-reservation years, appreciated the ability to survive. But what does the coyote mean to our present-day Native Americans of the West? The answer is clearly nothing. Survival in the sense of eating and staying alive is no longer a problem. The reservation is a welfare state, and a sad one. The security of reservation life has beggared all Native Americans, and yet they demand more of it. A Shoshone soldier in World War II in the South Pacific relished the island battles. They took him back to the tales told by his grandfather. He did exceptionally well by, quote, thinking like a coyote, unquote, and his ability to survive and triumph was remarkable. He admitted that he enjoyed the war because he was outstanding as a soldier. He was a survivor. This is what the coyote once meant to the Indians.